Noose in the paddock. Bow, 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 bow. G'day, it's James Baldwin here welcoming you to another episode of Oz F1, Australia's favourite Formula One podcast, as we recap the Mexican Grand Prix with my friends and yours, Tommy T. You want to go first? Hello. And Campy, g'day to you. Boys, how are we? We had an exceptional time out with the Mexican Grand Prix, almost exceptional as... Checo's feeling, even though he only finished in seventh, but apparently it's, it's that like a win. Feels like a win in <laughs> commas. Uh, it also feels Close. like seventh, <laughs> and it doesn't feel like a win at all. Uh, maybe go snitch on somebody else next time, <laughs> Checo. For goodness' sake, I'd, I'd piss seventh place, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> and you are one of the best Formula One drivers that I know. The good news is I know no Formula One drivers yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, to oh. play for. But boys, before we get into the race, uh, let's do what we always do and go around rumors of the pack. And there's a lot going on behind the scenes, Campy, and you got a little bit for us this week. Oh, I do. Now, there's been some rumours about Ferrari's engine going around in the paddock, and uh, it was there's some rumours allegedly going around that there may be a, an engine <laughs> <Allegedly>. protest. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, just so we cover off the we're legal covered. side of it. <laughs> we're covered. Um, but Bonotto's come out and said that he's happy for he's happy for the protest to come so that Ferrari can clear their name. A lot of teams are really struggling to understand why Ferrari is so quick in the straights. And and it was very sudden, wasn't it? It was like... Mid-season break. Mid-season break, suddenly, oh, hang on a second, how the hell have you done that? Yeah, they've definitely unlocked some big potential in the car and Christian Horn has been quite vocal about how much time they're actually losing on the strokes of these Ferraris. Mm. And if we look back Unlike to... Christian that's a big surprise. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a snitch, but... <laughs> Does he work for Racing Point well, now? <laughs> if we look back to... If you look back to Spa and probably more so Monza, that Ferrari was so quick and there was nothing anybody could do. It was just the efficiency in that rear end to get yeah. the power to mm. the tyres and drive it up. Up the road is unbelievable. And so. they sort of found their rhythm with the right amount of aero as well, didn't they? I mean, it wasn't a lot of aero when we were talking about Monza, but the package seemed to come alive for them specifically there. Which we thought it would as well because yeah. the car's been quick in a straight line all year. Yep. It just seems that since the mid-season break, yeah. they've just made some massive increases. Are we surprised though that Ferrari works in Monza, to be honest? Not like, really. It's the only conspiracy. track they need to yeah, work exactly. on. That is a big point. Campy, what else is going on? We were just talking on a little bit about snitching. Shall we? Snitching. Going oh. into the Renault fiasco. And if you weren't aware, Danny Ricardo was disqualified. And from, Hulk was too. Well, both of them. But I mean, you know, let's talk about the driver <laughs> we care about. about. Uh, but don't talk about a Formula One, a former Formula One driver anymore, okay? Oh. Ooh, is that harsh? It's yeah. No, it's, like Hulk. it's also too soon because he's still driving. But let's be honest, he, his yeah. career has ended in Formula One at least. Anyway. He'll do a Kubitzer at some stage. Racing <laughs> Point. What be at the back of the pack consistently and being laughed. <laughs> racing Point. Uh, lodged a protest against Renault because they found uh, an automated system. But how did they find it? Because we're talking about this as Suzuka. This is where it all came out. But it wasn't the Suzuka footage that actually gave them away, was it? It was the footage from Danny Rick's helmet cam on his first outlap at Barcelona testing in his first time in the car. That is the footage that put Renault into the position that it did. It's a bit of a shame, really. They've obviously been running it all year. and uh, Hasn't really made a huge difference, to be perfectly honest, no, has it? No, it hasn't. The car's really not performing. I mean, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's got some honest. good race pace. 
in mid-pack comparisons mm. at a lot of tracks, but McLaren's really pants them this year for the same same the same motor. But can you what, talk specifically about what the actual it was doing, what the program was doing? In so the, the brake bias system that the automated brake bias system that they had as the car changes over the course of a Grand Prix, fuel loads go down. Yep. The balance of the car changes. So they had an automated system which calculated basically what kind of brake bias they needed to change, what yeah. kind of pressures needed to be adjusted the force as the car gets lighter. Yeah, as the mm. car gets lighter, the force is applied to the braking. That's what the that's what the automated part of it does. Now Danny Rick could still change the bias to front or rear mm-hmm. as he wanted during the race, but because there was an automated part of that in their system, it got it got appealed. So what happened in the appeal was after Suzuka, both of um, Renault's steering wheels. steering wheels got uh, sealed and checked, and basically the FIA came back and said, "We don't." I imagine, actually- by the way, imagine Ross Braun <laughs> getting like in this massive black jumpsuit coming out of a helicopter <laughs> into the into the Renault headquarters, you know, and yeah. James yeah. Bond style. Yeah. So yeah. What, SWAT team. So what happened was is they didn't have a problem with the technology, like it fit within the rules yep. and the regulations. But what they actually pinged Renault for was that the drivers are supposed to drive the car without any aids. Yep. So that's why they got their points docked from Suzuka, and it could be possible that their whole season's points get removed as well if it, if they go down this path. Mm. It's not- a shame. I mean, obviously, Suzuka was a great outing for Renault, as yep. we spoke about last yep. time around, uh, and it was a bit of a shame. But, you know, Danny showed his incredible sportsmanship by just basically going, well, screw that noise. I'm going to use this as fuel next time around and really bloody do it to him. Which he did. Which he did this time. He did today, this morning. The uh, the last the last one to la- to pit, I should say. But we will come to that. There's no other real driver changes or news coming up apart from what we just mentioned. As a uh, soon to be Formula former Formula One driver Nico Hogenberg, who is nowhere really. He's looking without it looks a like Giovinazzi is going to re-sign to uh, Alfa Romeo, not to be which, confused with Alfa Tori. Which I don't understand. Giovinazzi's been rubbish all year. An Italian and an Italian car, I think, is the answer yeah. to that question. Italian car, yes. inverted commas. Uh, yes, Unreasonable. But that's, but that's it. Oh, well, you should definitely lodge an appeal. Um, <laughs> maybe you should ask Checo to see how the best to do that because uh, clearly he gets the best results. In well, Checo owes all some tequila, doesn't he? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, the whole of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we've got a much smaller population than Mexico for a, tra- a shout of drinks. <laughs> that is for sure. Okay, well, that's it, boys, in terms of outside the paddock. There's not much else that's really going on. And the silly season sort of happened very quickly this year, didn't it? And then it sort of stalled. It hasn't quite finished finished yet uh, but certainly the future of some drivers are uncertain and uh, well you know there's there's some contracts yet to be decided it's going to be interesting next to see what happens. year is the year oh, tw- coming into 2021 is going to be an absolute festival of driver changes yeah. and lineups and or potential team entries and all that sort of other stuff. The rumours are going to start early too. Yep. They'll start out of China. I, I actually <laughs> I heard from, summer testing. I heard from five people that Lewis Hamilton's going to go to Haas. Really? Yeah. Five, which well, and that must mean it's no, it didn't. Of course, that's I bloody bullshit. Didn't. No, yeah. it's probably good for his brand. You know, being in America, all those kind of things. Uh, I'm buying it. The, the I'm in. Time, Sign me up. Because you told me I to like me. Haas. Mm. That's your favourite <laughs> no, team, I isn't don't. it? That's a lie. Remember that time when they didn't. <laughs> Do well, 
Yeah. Oh, that's all always. the time. Mm, very good. All right, boys. What was your favourite moment of the race? Tommy T, should we start with you? Uh, probably opening lap. The first half of that where there was just absolute Ooh. chaos where a couple of drivers decided to take the grass instead of the actual track. Oh. Meaning Hamilton and uh, Max, they took the shortcut, which wasn't quite a shortcut. <laughs> um, yeah. To the long cut. I mean, I think the other part was probably uh, Seb squeezing out Lewis and doing his absolute best to kind of... Straight off the line. Yeah. It was like 100 metres after the, the starting positions That's and it. Seb was... I mean, and fair enough, he was drafting, right? So he's yeah. straight into the slipstream of Charles. To be honest, though, if you think about it, I, I heard this from a Formula Formula 1 driver and he was saying... Nico Hulkenberg? No. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. If you're starting on the right-hand side and you're moving hard to the left, you cannot come out as your defence as like, oh, I did not see him. There is someone left of you, pal. You're on the right. Like there's going to be someone there. It's also taking into account that he knows that Lewis is not going to throw away the champion, like the potential to win a championship there and then in this race. So So he's like, you know what? I'm coming for the points. Ever the politician, ever tactical in saying, oh, I didn't see him there. Whoops. Whoops. Can I just add in there? Yes. Standard Lewis complained about it after the race. Of course. (laughs) First thing he said, yeah, Vettel was hell-bent on a collision. I was like, (laughs) mate, pull your head in. I feel sorry because – Bono, his normal engineer, wasn't there. So. I don't feel sorry for him. What no, are you no, talking about? No, no, no. He's on. like three points away from a world championship. I feel sorry for the replacement engineer who was sitting in Bono's seat, who was trying Getting to give Lewis at. stuff, and he was like, yeah, just leave me low, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to do my job. I don't really so, want to be here. Hey, Lewis, you're on your own. Bye. <laughs> Be- I'm just going to get a beer. We, did, we didn't get any Lewis, it's James, this weekend, no. which was There was almost a bit of a potential show. for that. There was. Mm. Almost a bit of potential. Okay, Campy, your favourite moment of this race? Yeah, probably the start. That opening lap and a half was just awesome. There was carnage. Not, it wasn't big carnage, but there was scraps going on yeah. all over the place. No retirements, but some scraps. And then yeah. we had the virtual safety car that came out sort of the end of lap one. That's because and we Ericsson got- hit Grosjean. <laughs> <laughs> but then we got to see all the replay, the onboards for about three and a half minutes That's of all. good. And they went through every driver. That and Kimmy s- moment when he got squeezed and managed oh, to get yes. away with that? Well, the one for me was how much Lewis actually lost it yeah. um, going into three. Yep. Or was it two or three? I can't two, remember. Two, two, yeah. two. Yep. And like when how much he lost it then made Max have to avoid him and yeah, go but, around as well. But Seb cut right in front of him, and you yeah. just didn't like when you see it from TV sometimes and the angles that they show, you don't get an understanding of how close it actually is until you mm, see these on boards. Yeah. And mate, there was there was potential for about five people in the in the top you know top seven top, to yeah, lose front sure. wings in that first lap and a half. So very lucky, just Max for crash. Very, but you also Seb collected uh, Charlotte. Yeah, his, his, yeah. his back, rear left in the in the front left hand side of yep. of Seb's wing, and there was no damage, which is so because so we know how flimsy, well not flimsy, but how <laughs> fragile front wings are, and how you know you put that near a tire, and generally it results yeah. in Max Max's thing, which is a puncture. Uh, my favourite moments were when the pit crew forgot how to be pit crew <laughs> for multiple <twice>. teams. <laughs> uh, obviously, Lando Norris retired because uh, at the very end, but he had a was having a great start to the race, and then the pit crew didn't put his front left on properly and then Giovinazzi was dropped before the wheel was on and he went he drove off and the wheel went <laughs> in a wheel different direction yeah. to the car. It wasn't as bad as Mark Weber a couple of years ago where that wheel bounced down the pit lane and collected that poor cameraman. But uh yeah that was that was a whole thing. So look it just it was interesting because we had said probably I don't know maybe ten minutes before all of that started happening. It's very bizarre. There's no retirements yet. 
We're like yep. halfway through the race and there were no retirements and I would think Lando oh, started mate, us off. It's got to suck being a pit dri- being a driver and you your crew, your pit crew. They lose it for you like Lando. Oh, well, mate. just think about Danny Rick I mean, and Monaco. I, it ha- that was oh, so no, heartbreaking. Yeah. I get that it happens, but as a driver, that's completely out of your... Totally, yeah. And this is where the team aspect of this sport really yeah. comes into play. And when people are making mistakes on your behalf, it must be just but gut wrenching for the drivers. You look back to Williams and they're nailing it each time. Like well, they've got they, the fastest pit stop record. And yeah, they're not doing anything well, else well need for to be the car. Good at, they need to be yeah. good at something in their control. But whoever, Yeah, but whoever is gripping that team of people together... Massive props to them because they clearly do rehearsals like it's going yeah. out of fashion. Yeah, they, they've, they've definitely got a spot in the trophy it. cabinet for fastest. Maybe pit it's stop no of the pressure because they know they're going to go they've last anyway. Been, they've always been leaders for pit stops. Yeah, that's they're, their crews always pride themselves. Yeah, let's on die that. on that hill and not win any races. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Let's let's die on this hill and, and not appreciate what BMW is trying to do for our team. Does Claire Williams have a brother or sister that could step up to the plate? <laughs> <laughs> brother, yes. And mate, if you knew anything about Williams, you know that that is a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I knew about it. I was just throwing it out there. That's not like you to bait us for conversation. Do you you reckon Frank has a favourite? Okay, driver (laughs) of the race. (laughs) Yes, his favourite is the fastest racing driver, whoever is winning. That's his favourite child. (laughs) Driver of the race. Tommy T, who was your driver of the race? Campy, who was your driver of the race? Oh, Checo. How dare you? I'm sorry. Can you leave? I was going to turn your microphone off for a second. <laughs> wow. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd just like to apologise. We've had some technical difficulties here. Campy has seemed to have forgotten himself and put Checo anywhere near the top 10 drivers uh, this weekend, but he's actually put them number one. Uh, we will resume normal service very, very soon. I too, Tommy, agree with Correctly. the only answer, which is Daniel Ricciardo. Thank Campy, you. who was your favourite driver of the race? Danny Rick. Thank That's you. <laughs> I told you normal service would resume, and here it is. Now, Checo was good this weekend, I think. Oh, seventh in his home race. Oh, I mean, he carried it's on. It's like a win. He carried on afterwards. <laughs> it's and like I- a win. <laughs> it's not a win, mate. Shut up. That's not. But that's the that's that's his best result all year at his home Grand Prix. He led the mid pack. Good on him. I think. Yeah. Dan, some. I mean, Danny's Rick. Danny Rick. His race pace over Hulk was oh. by the end of the race. It was what thirty odd seconds. I, I know Hulk when, retired right at the end. Yeah. But, well, when Danny came out of his pit stop, he was four seconds ahead of Hulk. And by the end of the race, it was 30 seconds. I'm yeah. surprised that we haven't actually finished this race lap earlier as well because the standard now is crash out but still finish it where still you counts. were the lap before. Well, Hulk ended up in 10th, Checo. Yeah, he didn't retire. Did he, did he get classified? No, no, he, he just kept going. Because he kept going. Uh, so right. He so removed a, his spoiler and then he was, kept going. Yeah, there was a Kvyat incident. Kvyat hit Hulk. Came in ninth, and then everyone shuffled up one. So Hulk yep. was 11th, then 10th. So yep. he got a point. Yay. Because he pulled, he, he went across the line and then pulled in the end of the pit straight. And we were like, um, he feels like there's something missing from that car. Yeah, he has like, all wow. the rear down force. Yeah, uh, Hulk looked really, really slow coming out of that, um, yeah. uh, the, the stadium section yep. of the track. Yep. And when, like, I just thought, there's something wrong with this car. What is happening here? That's And that's why Kvyat closed. Get the so, brake bias. Yeah, clearly. Oh, look at Danny Rick trying to make that move. It's clear they weren't using it this weekend. No. Big old lock-up Jones there. All right. Well, anyway. Who was your favourite team on the day, including the team principal? Any comments about team principals this time around? We didn't see all that Not much lot, apart from Christian and the yellow flag incident. Um, it's, it's got to be Merck. They're just solid. 
Yeah, they didn't even are. have their A team there. They had a replacement team uh, engineer, Price for engineer. Lewis, mm-hmm. and they still won. <laughs> for nothing to do with the engineer, it's all to do with how much you complain on the radio. That's I'm how not, you win, I think. I might have to give it to the Zach Brown wannabe. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Mr. Otmarsh. <laughs> he looks like he wants can't. to be Zach Brown. <laughs> 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 He's trying. He's just trying to find other things with other teams that are wrong so he can finally get up. Just disqualify people from races. Fourth India this week. Fourth India? Oh, racing point. You're going back in time. You don't want to go forward in time to AlphaTauri? That is the worst. (laughs) The... We bought you a T-shirt, though. A a fashion label. Is now a good time to present it? Yeah. Campy, here is your brand new Alpha Tori T-shirt. You can see here it's actually got Campy, number one and only member of this team. Yeah. I've said this this previously. Dietrich Matisic, the owner of Red Bull Worldwide, he can do whatever he wants. But you're about to to tell him that he's not allowed to, though. Alpha Tori, mate. That is the shittest name of all time. I get how it fits into your common theme around the ball and the... Now, uh, ladies just, and gentlemen, if, no. you've, if you've never laid eyes on Campy, and it's true, if you're listening in Germany, and I know that we've got some people in Germany, a big shout out and g'day to you. Campy is probably one of the thinnest people you'll ever meet. Uh, really, really athletic, uh, dresses really Clean well. shaven. All, all he wears is Tommy Hilfiger basically in boat <laughs> shoes, rolls up his jeans and chinos down the bottom. Luscious long hair. Loves it. L- really like, and it's like naturally straight, isn't it, Campy? Yeah. Fabio looking yep. sort of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's, that's why he has the ability. And this is big coming from the bloke that looks like a flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> a male flight attendant. I'm not, not that there's even. anything wrong with being a male flight attendant. <laughs> but I'm probably not even on a good airline. I'm probably like Tiger or something. I'm flying for Thomas Cook. <laughs> I, I'm not anymore. He's one of those real bitchy ones that just doesn't want to be there as well. Excuse me, can I please get a white no? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is not wine. I can trust me. <laughs> This is bad will put into a bottle. Uh, and, okay. All right. Well, anyway. That was, stupid name. Wasn't that a whole thing? Alvatore. All right. Well, uh, look, I really enjoyed what McLaren were doing this weekend. Uh, they had a really good setup to, right to begin with, of course, the soft tyre falling off uh, and, unfortunately, Lando having to retire. But, oh, man, McLaren are going from strength to strength. Yeah. And I said this to you, Campy, while we are sitting there. Compared to last year, oh, my goodness me, it's a completely different team. So, Mate, as we, Tommy, hang McLaren on. McLaren had a st- Dinker today. One, w- unfortunate on the soft. Always, as always, we always say this. Strategy. But. A massive thanks to Alonso for leaving McLaren because yes, he's made I mean, it faster. That's the best thing that they've done. Seriously. 100%. Yep. Nearly in the history of McLaren was getting rid of him. Oh, totally. I think just F1 in general, a massive congratulations to getting rid of yep. Because it's actually more popular now. We're getting more totally. races There's in Canada. More people. Why? It's an accessible sport. People love it. It's great. Because Nando's not around. Exactly. Don't you agree, Campy? Bring back Bernie. All right. So. <laughs> This Dictator. is the, the fascist empire of Bernie no, and Campy. That's no, how it should work. Okay, just, just let's do it. Look let at us go. He runs a tight ship, that guy. <laughs> 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 All right, we're moving off topic. Well, we're just trying to troll each other out. But. Wow. <laughs> this is getting out of hand. A tight oh. ship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> 
let's do as we always do. <laughs> Apart from have no idea what we talk about, we go through uh, each of the drivers and the, and the team, team by team, uh, towards from the, the rear of the grid to the front of the grid. No surprise here. We're going to start at the back. Williams, Robert Kubica finishing in 18th. He actually finished the race. He was two laps down. What a surprise. And uh, George Russell finishing in 16th, which means there was a, a Williams and a Haas sandwich almost going on. Yeah. Um, with Roman Grosjean finishing in 17th, as I said. So let's really talk about this because George Russell at the beginning of this race, we didn't see a lot of Williams except for when they were getting left, admittedly, <laughs> and was only this morning, so only a couple of hours after the race, but was absolutely flying because, as you said, Cavi, earlier, there was is a bit of mayhem at the very yeah. beginning. There were cars going all over the place and everything else. Look, we've said this many times, Tommy. This dude is talented. He's in a pretty crappy car at the back of the grid. But, man, if you put him in a faster car, like if you put him in a Renault or a Racing Point or a McLaren, yep. he would be doing things with that car like Carlos Sainz is doing with the McLaren. Maybe not as yep. good just yet, but he's definitely that kind of caliber of driver. This car is terrible. We it's know that. Terrible. It's it's yep. like they cannot wait for that flag in Abu Dhabi this year, the chequered flag, so they can focus on Australia. But he was doing such a good job at the beginning of this race, and I, I really want to just point that out that – Whilst we know that Robert Kubica is moving on and uh, we're yet to see who's going to replace him, although we have a bit of an idea, but George Russell is still putting his head down and working as hard as he can in a team that is not very rewarding. Yeah. So I think that's pretty, it's, it has to be mentioned, honestly. Yeah. But a team yeah, I just don't think we know anything about him yet. It's really hard to <sighs> He's gauge. faster than Robert Kubica. I mean, when you're constantly getting blue flagged, like it's really hard to keep a consistent race pace. Like totally. Those kind of things, just compromising your lap every time. Talking about In saying that, I think the best thing for him this year and next year with Williams is just getting the out-of-car stuff right. Learning how to set it up. Yeah. Using all the new technologies that are in F1 that no one else has. Working with engineers yep. and getting that side of his racecraft up to scratch. Yep. So when he does it, move up, I think yeah. it'll be really beneficial for him. The recent him. Jensen Button podcast was talking about that. Like in his second, third year was big on just getting to work yes. with engineers. That's something that he could probably focus on now. Because there is some good engineers at Williams, like... Their car doesn't really show evidence of that, but yes. there's a lot of interesting people there. I don't think the chassis or the aero department have been doing much recently. And Jensen was else. saying he thought his raw talent would get him through early on, and he soon realised that wrong. it wouldn't. So. Yeah. yeah, that was a great podcast. With, it was with actually. He's, he's an absolute legend. And one of our favourites. And the Takuma Sato one was awesome too. So I haven't got that far yet. I'm looking forward to listening in. Okay, Haas finishing in 17th and 15th. Well, they are just stinkers. Yeah, talk about having a stinky performance. McLaren had a much better performance than these guys did all By weekend. Far. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We are, we're talking from... What are you guys on? McLaren had a stinker this weekend. I don't think Cambie was watching the same were race you as us. watching the same race? No. Mate, Sainz was running up front early and dropped back to like 14th. We're talking about uh, a different team. We're talking about Haas. Come on. Come on. Stay, stay focused. Jeez. Just relax. McLaren's great. Uh, Haas... Aren't great. They they're, suck. They're it's good just for two laps and then for qualifying. But it's not even that. It. Let's, well, they didn't qualify at no, all well this time but around. usually they've got a car that can last two laps and then they just destroy tyres. Is this the issue, that there is not enough development going on? Because, you know, you're talking about there's a three-month schedule. So you start something today in three months, that's when it's ready to be put on a car to be yep. tested, right? So in Australia, yep. they're quite good. Both this year and last year, they were up around the sixth, seventh mark, except for Australia last year where they completely buggered the pit. Yeah. side of it but they just 
keep falling back towards the back yeah. of the pack. And in fact, you know, Williams are trying their best to catch up and it seems like Haas mm. are being stagnant. Almost. I was under the impression that Haas just go to super cheap auto and just buy parts and see if it works. <laughs> they don't really have a team. They don't really create anything. I thought anything. that was what they did do. They I just buy I saw, things. I thought I saw K-Mag Dan Isle 4 the other day <laughs> yeah. looking for some new headlights or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It was, it's just a bit Very of a Very hard for a team that kind of buys a lot of their equipment from other people to actually find some genuine pace and keep up. Like Haas has some real racing credit um, pedigree in, in the States. They they do absolutely everything over there and they're good. The difference between what what you do in the States and what you do in F1 is this is the pinnacle of technology absolutely everywhere. The guys that work for these big teams or anyone in F1, they either work at NASA or they work in F1. That's how smart and intelligent these guys are. And unfortunately for Haas, I don't think they've got the infrastructure in place yet. But they always said it was going to be a four to five year project for them in order to get there. Totally. We've spoken about the difficulties that they've had with having factories two or three in Europe that are in different locations and then one in America and trying to trying to do this global logistics thing and it hasn't worked. I think they'll probably have to make some decisions. Yeah. If not next year, definitely for the regulation charges in 2021 to sort of streamline it and get it running more efficiently than what it is. But they'll be good. Like Gene Haas He's, he's got some pedigree. He's a smart dude. I think Gunther Stein is the right guy for Oh, yeah, for, we love Gunther. Yeah, right? he's the right guy for that team. Yep. But unfortunately, they don't have a big budget. Yep. They're one of the you – know, them and Williams are the lowest budget teams yep. um, in F1. And I hate to say it, but money talks – Bullshit walks, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we're really – you see that at F1 at yeah. that level. So so what are we going to see next week? Uh, next week? Week after that in uh, Austin. Somewhat Haas's home race. Oh, that's a good question. Well, we were just saying before. Great just, part of the world, by the way. It is, yeah. <laughs> Great part mm-hmm. of the world. Uh, you just don't – well, you just know, I should say, that they're going to be great for the first couple of laps. But, yeah. they, I mean, they don't look after the tyres very well. The sense the chassis just doesn't suit that car. I feel and, like I recall last year that they were fairly strong in, in Texas. They had an okay weekend. But I don't know if that's indicative this I, year. I, I can't remember. It's going to be – well, we're going to have to bloody watch to find out. Basically, it's a short story. Do we have to? uh, No, but you know why they're not going fast? Because they didn't put an American flag on the car to replace the livery. Uh, Listen to us. Yeah, not the Confederate flag, (laughs) Campy. I knew you were going to go there. I'll just cut you right off. (laughs) No, sir. Uh, Anyway, but it's it's constantly disappointing. Uh, It's called McLaren. How good (laughs) are McLaren, Tommy? Oh, oh, so much better. Oh, they well, had talking a great about it, weekend. They did better than the Haas team. What? Yeah. Hey, All right. Uh, sorry. Moving on. Uh, sorry, Cam. Did you have something to uh, contribute? No. Who are we talking so. about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Alfa Romeo. Talk about another Ferrari-powered car at the very back of the grid. Antonio Giovinazzi finishing in 14th this time around, and uh, Kimi Räikkönen, of course. Excuse me. Bowing out on lap 58. It wasn't a, an overly exciting. Race except for Kimmy right at the beginning where he got squeezed. But again, this is Alfa Romeo. Kimmy's just turned 40, by the way, so he is definitely the oldest driver on the grid. Do you think he's coming back next year? What do we think? Yep. I think he will, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, he's like, it's it's a funny stat and just something that I heard, was listening to Ralph Schumacher this week. He's only four years older than Kimmy Raikkonen. So that's that era of racing. You think of Ralph Schumacher's like, wow. that's ages ago. I don't know. Yeah. Kimmy's still there doing wow. it to him. 
Yeah, which that's is true. which is so cool. And we do love Kimmy. I hundred percent. We love Kimmy. He just um, hasn't showed up since the half. But he just needs a better car. Oh, like right. if he was running in a Renault, if he was running a racing for point sure. in that sort of fighting for the mid pack. But it just seems that um, Alfa Romeo, you I, know, is falling yeah. back to Sauber tendencies. I genuinely wonder if at the end of the season going to come out that he's actually quite a bit more injured than he let on from that uh, bike incident. Yes. Yeah, well, there's a lot of speculation about that, isn't there, in terms yeah. of he needs a bit more time to It would make a lot rest. more sense to well, think he does, he's carrying he's, an injury. He's not walking with a limp. And if you think back to, like, the Weber incident where he broke his leg doing his Tasmanian race yep. the year before the 2010 or 2011, so I can't remember, but Weber jumped in the car and he said it like it hurt initially but it didn't really it didn't affect his driving capabilities at all but you never know i just i just think i just think alfa romeo have just fallen backwards as the season has gone on yeah i mean up until the mid-season break kimmy was the performer the driver yeah, sure. the driver of the first you know 11 12 races but he's since then they've been nowhere mm. so, it's just sad it's sad to see someone who was third last year in this race you know not finish in a much slower car but yeah. this is Formula One, isn't it? I mean, it is. you know, he had his chance to shine and he did. He shone very brightly and he continues to do so. Now, it's almost like a Rubens Barrichello-style career in terms of that arc. And longevity. <clears throat> yeah, and, I, you know, play on, basically. And we, we love you, Kimmy. We want you to, to hang around. Uh, let's talk about McLaren. Uh, Lando, as I said, uh, he had a DNF. He bowed out on lap 48. Um, and uh, there's 71 laps, by the way, in case you didn't know. But... He had a really poor time towards the very beginning of the race. He was up, well up towards the very front of the grid. Yeah. Those soft tyres were great at the start. They so. activated almost immediately compared yep. to the mediums, which of course meant that they, you know, had a high level of degradation, which meant they fell off faster. But man, those cars were flying, and he was doing a great job. Look, I think we can all agree that Carlos is the better driver in McLaren at the moment, but he was holding on there and and sort of following him around towards the front of the pack, but. Oh, disaster. He pitted uh, pitted pretty early, really, in comparison to the rest of the field. And, yeah, front left just did not go on properly. But he was lucky enough that he f- pulled up in the pit lane rather than having to retire the car completely at that point, which they ended up doing anyway. Yeah. But uh, you just hate seeing this. And we spoke this they minutes the worst, ago. That was the worst performing team this weekend for me. I mean, they were quick and qualifying. They, they got some genuine pace, but mm-hmm. the rate... Unfortunately, starting on that soft tyre, the used soft tyre, sure. the degradation on this circuit's huge. The strategy was never going to work for them, but I'm shocked at how far they fell back from where Signs was at the start of that it was race. The two stop, to be honest. I mean, Just really Sa- stitched them up. Yeah. Signs was battling um, yeah. Hamilton. Like I think he was past Bottas at the start, yep. and he's battling Hamilton, but then he just fell. His pace was nowhere, and in comparison to the Renaults, yeah. I mean, they've both got Renault motors, but the Renault's, their race pace was astounding compared yeah. to the mid-pack. So. I mean, we, we've talked about it all year. I mean, is it actually worth qualifying on the softs? Like yes. genuinely sometimes certain, starting in 11 or 12th certain is sometimes tracks, yeah. better because you can actually totally. choose your tyre. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they were kind of hamstrung. They had to start with the soft, which kind yeah. of made them do a two-stop. They couldn't have really done anything else. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's like Toro Rosso. You know, Toro Rosso went out in Q2, both on mediums first out, and just did poor times. So had to go back out on the softs to make sure they got into Q3. And, of course, that sort of stitched themselves up for a but poor race But then you look at start. what we finished, and we've got some, a racing point and a Renault in yeah. the points who didn't get through to Q3, so... Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, speaking, we love it. speaking of Toro Rosso, though, did, 
they they had a good weekend this weekend. I the thought. torpedo was they back. Did, yeah, the so Danny Kvyat finishing. Kvyat was really good all weekend up until the last lap. Well, he's, he finished in ninth, <laughs> and then you know he he. So if you if you didn't watch this, Nico Hulkenberg coming out of the stadium section, uh, Kvyat comes in behind him to the right and just you know clips his goes clips for a gap. Hulk's. A rear right tire and sends him into the wall, basically yep. removing his all of his rear arrow, literally on the last corner of the bloody race. Yeah, this is. I'm like, come on, torpedo. Both drivers were actually kind of cool with it afterwards. Talking to them to the press, they were both like, "You got to go for it." We're both racing drivers. Hulk wasn't actually disappointed. He's like, "It is what it is." Like, he's a racing driver. I'm a racing driver. It happens. It's unlucky, yeah. but you and know what? I reckon there's a problem with Hulk's car before the incident because he was so slow out of that stadium section. Yeah, yeah it's very true. Well, anyway, so that meant Kvyat finished in 11th and Pierre Gasly, uh, the former whipping boy of Thomas J. Camp, finishing in 9th. Gasly seems to be having a bit of a better time now the pressure's taken off in Toro. So I say a bit of a better time, but really now that he's going backwards, there is only one way to go from this sport and that Apparently is out. Apparently had a virus this weekend, but we didn't hear about it because he's not Lewis Hamilton, so he just got <laughs> on with it. Had a cold, did he? <laughs> no, Sore he, throat. <laughs> I think he might have had a taco tummy. Is that what, yeah. uh, is that what Crofty described <laughs> yeah, it as? Crofty yeah. taco tummy. <laughs> Crofty would love a taco, wouldn't he? He'd be out on the street food. 100%. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't want to be as a racing driver. Like uh, I think Ted, yeah. Ted is too. Oh, Ted'd uh, be out on the tequilas. They give him so He'd much. Get on the mezcal, mate. They give him so much crap. It's awesome. <laughs> can I just the say the banter on Sky Sports F1 is can I just amazing. Say how good it was to have the A team back. Yes, to thank have you. Brundle, to uh, have you know Jensen the in there. Jensen there, but Ted on the no groom. Take me back. What joy. Country roads. All right. Uh, okay. So Toro Rosso, yes. Soon to be Alpha Tori. We spoke about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they're changing the name to Red Bull's fashion label, Alpha Tori, which is named after a star group apparently in someone in I don't really care where. Uh, it's a stupid name because there's already an Alpha. So great. Uh, right. Renault. It's a PH though. Oh, Alpha. Yeah, correct. Alpha, not Alpha. <laughs> Good. Well, that's made Thanks. it clear. Uh, <laughs> Nico, then we were just saying finishing in 10th for, for Renault. So actually scored a point, even though he uh, crashed out. And Danny Rick uh, finishing in 8th. Oh, man, he was so close to taking Checo, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, our boy Danny. Yeah, uh, he came up on that first on the uh, on the pit straight, I should say, and just his brake bias auto system in. wasn't working or turned on <laughs> this time, so he locked up that front right. Oh man, it was sad to see. Look, he came out the other side of the grass ahead of Checo, but again, ever the gentleman handed the place back as he should, rather than being like a K mag about it who would hold it for the rest <laughs> of the race and try and build up a do like the F one twenty nineteen. Yeah. I mean, accept the penalty and try and build a gap greater than the, the time penalty that you're going to get. Which, to be honest. He could have probably done, actually. He could I, have got a five-second gap. I don't gap. trust the stewards. They just make up penalties to make sure it's you're like, behind. Uh, they go nine-and-a-half-second penalty. Yes. Oh, what? <laughs> Damn it. What amazed me, that front right locked up. You could see the control in Ricardo's braking, like the the off and on. Yep. Yeah. It initially locked Cadence up. Cadence braking. Cadence, yeah. He, locked, he initially locked it up, then it, then it opened again and started to bite and then locked up again. Yeah. I mean, the control and the precision in which Danny Rick's driving on the edge under the braking yeah. didn't work out this time, but just get like the car control and how good these they're pilots. And how good him, they are at what they actually mm. do. You see him get off the grass and he had to throw a bit of uh, yeah. a bit of throttle in there to keep it out of the wall. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. He became DK. <laughs> <laughs> Not DR. Drift, Drift King Danny Rick. Oh, the worst movie of all time. Yeah, what you, the hell? Leave? What are you Drift even King. here? Can you leave? 
Mate, wow. that was a documentary. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Renault obviously did a lot better than we were expecting, I think, and uh, certainly was a good recovery oh, from God. Japan. Danny Renault's Rick, job for Danny the rest of the Rick season. spanked Holt this weekend. Yes. But the job for the rest of the season is just to make sure they're not letting anyone else get close. They need to finish in, yep. am I right in saying fifth behind McLaren? That's, that's what they're going for. They certainly need to get up there. I don't think I don't think fifth's attainable. After, no, especially after Japan, they lost all those points in, from Japan. They're so. in fifth currently. They're currently they? in fifth. Yeah. They're currently they're in fifth. Fifth. They're currently they're fifth. Fifth. But Toro Rosso and Racing Point are tying on 64. Yeah, so so. That's their job for the rest of the season. They can't catch McLaren, really. 111 points is what McLaren are on, so no. That's, so. I just don't think, with unless they both retire every other race coming out yeah. here. And, and if we they can get, get some consistency from Renault yep. going into next season, get some confidence back in Danny, learn some things that we can hopefully get Esteban up to scratch over the summer. That's what we're looking for. He must be soon to come into the yellow and black it was interesting. garage. We didn't see him. We had a different reserve driver this week in the garage at McLaren, at Mercedes, Mercedes. Mm. Um, which was interesting. Another young guy, but no Esteban Ocon. Oh. Yeah, well, Merck said they're going to phase him out. Yeah, which so makes sense, obviously. They've put him in the paddock, yep. back into the paddock. Uh, okay. I don't think I can guess. No, <laughs> he's got no, a draw. He's, he's bloody excited. Uh, racing point. All right, so uh, Lance, Lance Stroll finished in a very snitchy 12th. <laughs> uh, and Sergio, look at me, I'm the biggest snitch Checo Perez. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably had nothing to do with it. No, yeah, he had everything to do with also. it. Finishing in seventh ahead of Daniel Ricciardo, which is not okay. Um, is it? No, because we don't no. like people who are finish ahead and who aren't as good as Danny Rick. Exactly. Uh, but look, Checo, you know, he basically won the race, even though there were <laughs> six other people in front of him, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, good, good result for Checo. Can you imagine how we would be if Danny Rick came in seventh in Melbourne? It was like, it's basically like a win. We'd be like, get stuffed, mate. Good luck, mate. He, he would not be happy with the seventh in Melbourne. He wouldn't be happy with the second in Melbourne. Do a shoey with seventh. <laughs> Speaking of shoeys, Jack Miller. It was good to see an Aussie do a oh, shoey on the podium. Oh, we're just going to skip over to another form of motorsport. Yeah, Moto, Moto GP was in Phillip Island. That's our local track. It's about an hour from where we live, so it's good to see only Jack Miller. Only by drive. It's only like a one and a half kilometres away, basically, from where yeah, we live. Yeah, it's, it's just around <laughs> the bay. It's very far away, but you're right. So we've had a big kind of motorsporty last couple of weekends, haven't we? Because we, we had have. Bathurst 1000 with Suzuka at the same time, uh, and obviously, the yeah, the Moto GP. Yep, Jack getting up in third is great. He's not as talented as Casey, sorry, going to say that out loud, but he, just... He needs to get on the bike first, but anyway. Well, look, he's doing a good job with what he's got, oh, I he's, suppose. He's doing great. He's had a really good year this uh, year, so big shout out to Miller. Awesome. Yeah, because he's definitely listening to a Formula One podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's some better banter, Baldwin. Uh, so, Rip Bull. Well, Alex Albon... It was a bit of a shame where he finished up, but man, he was driving so well at the beginning yeah. of this race. Obviously, Max had his issue and a bit of a tangle, and Albon just stuck with the front of the pack, stuck with the Ferraris and and with the Mercs, and was doing some incredible stuff up front. I would, and look, even Campy said, and whether or not he wants to admit this, but said to me this morning that you know he he hopes that Albon gets on a podium. Wouldn't it be nice to see Albon's yeah. first podium? Oh, it'd be here? nice to see. I I I don't think he's. <laughs> I don't think he justifies his position in that team <sighs> from what he's then? done you this year. You need to come up with a solution because you say this all the time. Alonso. Yeah, <laughs> Mate, uh, like until there's a better option, Albon spank- is great. He got spanked young. in qualifying, like six tenths or five and a half tenths in qualifying to Verstappen. 
the rice, rice, the rice, the rice. I don't need an alternative. I'm just saying. So what you want? Just Red Bull to have one driver then, Tommy? I'm just and saying. Just a, a car in the garage. I am actually curious. Who do you want? Who do you want? Out of anyone? Just oh. we need to have a second driver. You can pick any generation. I'm just curious. This is a cool little question. Any yeah. generation, who do you put in? Oh, any generation. Yeah, Mikey. Oh, he's excited now. Oh, it's yeah. got to be Mika. Mika Hakkinen. Oh, like that. That'd actually be a kick-ass oh, little pair. Cool. I reckon Mika could still drive right now, oh, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Oh, mate. Well, Mika is still... He's a dude. He's, he's a McLaren. Yeah, he's, he's doing McLaren, a lot of good yeah. stuff, mentorship stuff. No, but he's also Bottas's manager. Oh, yeah. really? One of them. Right. There's a I little thought, team of managers. Sense, I thought Toto Wolff was Bottas's manager. They can't be anymore. Oh, did they sell out when Bottas... Well, yeah, he stepped down because he okay. would have became a team principal, but which I think is totally fair enough. But yeah, how cool is that? A Finn is helping another Finn, but Love yes, that. young Mika, like oh, the same oh. age Mika, the same age Verstappen, Kepi, you're onto a bit of a bloody thing here. <laughs> yeah, Make it happen. We need to do a whole podcast on who, like you know, the all stars kind of line up in terms of the best teams ever. Kind of thing. that was a that's a good little thing. Well, okay, but apart from Mika. Yeah. Albon, I think, is still doing a, a good enough job to keep that seat for next year in lieu He's of any other talent. better than the other two drivers we've been presented with. Yep. There's no one coming up in the wings. And yep. Red Bull are very adamant about only picking from their stable. Until then, Albon's the best solution we've However, got. And Red, he's doing okay. However, Red Bull laws They do. All the but time. this is what they're saying. We've got to go on that. I was going to say, however, Christian Horner did say that Gasly will be racing for Red Bull at the end of the year, until the end Valid. of the year. So, you know, <laughs> yes, we only pull from Red Bull talent, but, you know, when the pool is dry, which at this point it basically is. And they offered Alonzo a contract like six times. Yeah, let's hope they don't <laughs> do something stupid. Well, I think this is a pass mark for Elborn. He's doing his job. He's yep. not doing amazingly, but he's pass marking. And he's certainly doing better than Gasly was doing. And, yeah, and, yeah, and doing him, a pass. I'll and doing better, better moves. Like he's driving the car better yeah. and becoming more aggressive with it, which and is great. And a lot of these, these times he's going to the track for the first time. He's experiencing things for the first time. He's yep. doing okay. Still a rookie. We have to remember how young he is. Totally. You know, and Charles got that advantage of driving in a car at the back of the grid for a full year first, figuring yep. it out, and then coming through to the front. Uh, speaking of Charles, he finished in fourth for Ferrari, and Seb Vettel finishing in second. Uh, man, we were just saying that Seb was just... <laughs> he was feisty this weekend, wasn't he? He's got a bit of the fire back. Well, yeah. Ferrari, I reckon Ferrari compromised Leclerc by putting him on the two-stop. Yeah, I think they, and this they was went, their they, loss more they, than it was yeah, Luke's win. They committed to that two-stop very, very, very early on in the race. Yeah. In saying that, they were trying I think to cover the, Albon. I think Verstappen wins. If, if Verstappen started on pole where he should have started, yeah. Um, he goes on to win. I think. I think his pace was good, but yeah, Ferrari threw one away today. Yeah, have we talked about Max? We haven't talked about Max yet. No. So Max, unfortunately, qualifying. in qualifying. Yeah. So there was an incident. Bottas had crashed at the very, very end of Q3. Max was about three cars behind. I think there was a yellow flag waved. Max didn't lift, which is the rules for safety and put in a faster sector, which meant he got penalised three positions yeah. and cost himself Even though he was pole. already on pole. Yeah, Even though we already had a fastest lap in the bank. The team should have been on that really quickly. Yeah, Max, Max you've got pole, just back off. Back off. Because he didn't know, because Leclerc had been ahead and set a time which he was unaware of. Leclerc could have pipped him. He might not have had pole still. But his team needed to communicate that. Would have been sure. better than starting fourth, starting Ooh, second. 100%. Well, Hamilton set a purple sector in the purple yeah. as well, and he didn't get he didn't get a punishment. Yes, yeah. but he's the Lord and Savior Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To, to Formula One, so unlucky anyway. for Max. He had a very unlucky kind of weekend, to be honest. It didn't turn out that his way at all. No. It certainly looked like it was definitely going his way. Yeah. You know, up until. 
well, just shortly after qualifying when that yeah. rule was given. But considering uh, he actually fought back through the pack quite well. Yeah. And oh, to finish in fifth, absolutely. Sorry, in sixth, rather. Yeah. Absolutely. And our Lord and, and Saviour lasted on And tires. only 30 seconds behind his teammate. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of talk about how much Lewis is the best driver we've ever seen because he made those tyres last for however many laps. Max did 65 laps on the hards. Like, that yep. is far more incredible. And Danny And Rick fought did. through some traffic. All those kind of things. Danny Rick did 51. Yeah. Yep. So, whatever Lewis did is not impressive. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, I saw an article saying. Almost impossible the way that Hamilton... Miracle. Oh, I was just like, please. Yeah, again, our Lord and Savior Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm back sorry. to Leclerc. I'm sorry, I, I skipped over Max. I didn't mean to do that. But yes, Max, uh, look, because we, we were saying, yeah, Max is going to win this thing. If, and if he didn't tangle, yeah. he probably would have got out front yeah, at some I point so. as well. Uh, yes, okay, so Leclerc. Uh, he was having a bit of a sloppy race towards the end as well. I mean, he had couldn't get that car under control. The aero up in, you know, up, I say up in Mexico because it's the highest altitude track yeah. that we go to in the calendar. So downforce doesn't work quite as well because the air is thinner. Yeah. So he did have a very poor pit stop as well, which isn't solely responsible. It definitely didn't help him. But it probably they, would have been more competitive on Ferrari Bottas. Ferrari committed him to that two-stop, which just didn't work. Yeah. And they tried to cover Albon, which seems very stupid because Albon wasn't really fighting against them. They had oh. the one-two. They didn't really need to cover him. But Albon was matching his pace for that first stint. Yeah. And that's, I think, why they did but it. Surely they could have waited a couple of laps to see if the undercut was working because they had another driver to use to then cover him off. Yeah, Do you know I'm what not, I mean? Yeah, I feel I'm like not. they showed their cards well early. Yeah, that's true. They probably could have waited. They're not very subtle, but you know they're Italian. So what do we expect, really? <laughs> yeah, but when these teams Checking. make poor, des- when teams make poor decisions all the time, they they start second guessing themselves in these situations, yeah. and they go, right, we're going to make a bold call, bold call right now. Yeah, you know, after six weeks of poor decisions and a couple of race wins, and oh, yeah, we know what we're doing, bold. Let's, well, let's look. Let's, let's commit to the two stop early, and it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, right. Rather than actually looking at the facts and yeah. going, like, let's analyze this not properly. Like the last German efficiency. Three- Last three races, totally. they've had a one-two, and they have not come up with a double podium in any of those. That's very poor strategy from them. They've stuffed those races up. We're talking about German efficiency. Obviously, Mercedes, uh, well, they've already won the Constructors' Championship, but uh, Hamilton didn't get quite enough ahead, or Bottas, I should say, didn't finish far enough behind Hamilton for Hamilton to win <laughs> definitely <laughs> the <Well> championship. Yeah. <laughs> Valtteri finishing in third and Lewis finishing in first, unfortunately, for how boring that is. But it's different for the last couple of years because normally he's won the championships in Mexico and finished in like sixth. Yeah. And not yeah. been on the pole and had to run awkwardly through the crowd back to the garage because where they finish the race uh, and they do all the interviews is in the stadium <laughs> section, which makes sense. Uh, but it's a long way away from the garages. So we've seen some awkward fan V Lewis Hamilton moments of random high fives and hugs and all kinds of weird things. So that didn't happen this time. Didn't. It didn't. Which, You're going to oh, get that next week. Look, he, Yay. he only needs three points to seal it. I think he'll, he did that on purpose. He'll I think he wants to win in America. Yeah, he won, Yeah, because he's moving to Haas. Exactly. Yeah. See? <laughs> so he's trying to get... Uh, it's all coming together, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good result by Mercedes again. I just... Yeah. It's disappointing, isn't it? <laughs> just, I'm sick of seeing him win. Yeah. I've said this before, though. Next year, Hamilton's going for his seventh... You know, do you think he really wants to come back to new regulations and try and the uncertainty of that? Or I reckon he'll he 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 want to do it in a red car just for the hell of it. Maybe. Well, they have talked about it. And Toto Wolff said. That's probably the only crowd that doesn't really get behind Lewis is the Italians, to be honest. And, we, well, yeah. Toto has been, like, he's honest enough and he said, we've had that conversation with Lewis about yep. going to Ferrari. Yeah. And 
we're not going to hide behind the fact because if Ferrari genuinely offered him a contract for 2021, does he take it? I, well, mean, I think that's exciting for Mercedes too to have something young and new coming through potentially. And no one says no to Ferrari. It's like we've said it before. It's like playing for Barcelona or Real Madrid. You just yeah. don't say no to those teams because the money's astronomical. And if Ferrari did, you know, if, if Hamilton wins seven, gets his seventh championship next year with more race wins, more pole positions than Schumacher, yep. and then decides, all right, let's give Ferrari a try for a couple of years and that would be the cherry on top of a career that's, yeah. you know, the best be of the all time. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's, it's it sounds a possibility, but who knows? Well, Congratulations to Lewis. He, uh, yeah. I, we rag on him, but he can drop. Yeah, you're right. Definitely. <laughs> Look, we, only, we only rag on Lewis because Danny Rick's not in that position. Mm-hmm. We're only really jealous as a result. Yeah. But look, yeah. guys, we're not going to have to wait very long between, before he gets crowned because it's only a couple of days away uh, when we are in the US, otherwise known as Campy's native home. Oh, uh, what a place. That's where he's originally from, mentally at least, anyway. Uh, what do you think coming up to, to the US Grand Prix? We're saying Haas might, you know, it's their home Grand Prix. Nothing much is going to happen with them. They but might show up, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if they're lucky, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, this is a more of a high-powered circuit. Of course, Kimi Raikkonen uh, took the win last year. I'm uh, hoping Renault then, because Renault, Renault does okay on these high-powered kind of circuits. L- kind of lower downforce car. That's what I'm hoping. Obviously, because we want to see Danny <sighs> Rick. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to see anyone win other than Ferrari and Mercedes. Yeah. I think you're right. Let's do a one-two for uh, Max and Alex oh. Albon, and then third for Carla Sainz. Let's just hope yeah. the, the top four. Well, Boom. See you later. Let's, yeah, I, I, I really want to see Renault. I really want to see Renault get a podium, um, and McLaren get a podium this yeah, year. I think that'd sure. be special. And Kimmy too. So that's Kimmy. <laughs> <That's laughs> gonna happen. This is gonna be a very unique. Race. Gonna right. We've talked about gonna crash. If you go back, come if you go back to our first three podcasts ever, which sucked. Don't all don't we do talked that. about. Don't do that. that all was we talked I was about. Here, everyone. Don't break the internet. All we talked about was Danny Kvyat starting in tent and just torpedoing <laughs> the, the top six drivers and just opening. We talked about it all year. Yeah. Like, can still happen. So we're waiting for it. Let's hope for uh, let's hope for the Grand, US Grand Prix. Well, boys, it's all to come. Uh, not too far away. Thank you so much for your time uh, in recapping the race, as always, and thank you to you for listening. We really appreciate it, and we just want to give you a big shout out if you've left us a review and five stars. As I said last time, it always helps uh, boost our confidence, but also get more content out there. And soon, our interview series will be coming on board. So. Do stick around for that. As always, looking forward to speaking with you all next time. Goodbye for now. News in the paddock.